Hey friends, I'm Stuart Sutherland, co-founder of Heritage Missional Community. We are a growing network of microchurches centered around a coffee house and coffee roasting business in Shasta Lake, California. If you've ever thought there has to be more to this journey of following Jesus, then this is the right place for you. Thanks for joining me in a casual conversation about reclaiming authentic discipleship. Fill up your coffee cup, settle in, and here we go. Hey friends, welcome back to episode 10. This is our final episode for this season, and it is appropriately titled Fam Jam, because guess what? (laughs) 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 That's right. I don't know how we're going to contain it, but it's going to be all of us in one room. And so we're going to be talking about just our story. You got to hear the details of how we started Heritage, what it looked like, how um, when things didn't go well, um, where the Lord would show up, where we had really just amazing things happen with God giving us clear vision, with Him giving the provision that came with that. We got a building, we got a team, we lost a team, we, we rebuilt. Um, just crazy roller coaster ride. And we had a friend ask us a really incredible question, which I think you all are probably asking, and that is, how did your family handle this? What was that like? It probably was difficult. And I thought, man, what a better way to answer that question than to just let let us as a family have that conversation and share that conversation with you. So that's what we're doing today. We are just sharing how was it? What was that experience like? Um, in, in starting something new. And if you remember, we, we started out as a family where I, I worked in a, um, just in a normal job, in an eight-to-five job working in architecture. I'd come home at regular intervals, at regular hours. Things were pretty normal. Whatever that is. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is, what, you know, the first question, what, what was that transition like, you know? Maybe, maybe Natalie, Haley, you girls could answer to what was it like for um, this big transition where mom and dad are saying, hey, dad's going to stop working in architecture and we're going to pursue this full-time missions thing. You guys have any thoughts? Well, when that transition started, I think I was like 10 years sure. old. I was pretty young, so I didn't really have like... It, it, I didn't have a sense of, like, this being scary or weird. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Dad's going to be doing coffee. So I'd, like, go out, and Dad had his little barbecue roaster. I'd go out in the backyard with him, and we would just, like, roast coffee. And I was like, this is so cool. And I was like, I'm going to work there. I, like, learned coffee and just was, like, all in so stoked for just being in in coffee. Like, I don't think I necessarily had an idea of, like, the ministry side of it, but I definitely was just stoked about the coffee, and so much so to where I made, um, with the help of everybody, of course, I, when I was like 10, I came up with a chai recipe that we we still use at the shop now, so I just was like yeah, uber and can stoked. I say, I had to get you doing something other than walking around the construction site in your bare feet, <laughs> because little 10-year-old <laughs> Haley was running around barefoot as we're trying to like put in in-ground plumbing and electrical and all this stuff in Heritage, and She's like, Haley, put your shoes on, and finally realized if I bought her some spices and put her in the kitchen, um, that would be a way to keep her feet safe for a little while. I didn't realize it was a distraction. Oh, Not yeah. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> Devious. No, it's just smart mom stuff. Yeah. 
All right, Haley's bought in, at least to this point. How'd you feel, Natalie? I definitely was like, viva la la resistance. Um, (laughs) The minute this idea hit the floor, I was like, no. Um, I was old enough to know, like, we were stable-ish. I had a schedule. We would... We were homeschooled, so we would do our school in the morning, be done by noon. Um, Adventures in Odyssey would come on at 4 after we were done being outside like crazy children. Good time. We would help Mom make dinner. Dad would come home. We'd get put to bed so they could have their alone time. Um, and so to change that incredibly consistent rhythm for ministry and a coffee shop and I think at this point we were still like are we going to France are we not going to France and so I was like I don't want to go to another country like (laughs) what are you talking about there's no way I'm leaving this white picket fence lifestyle for Europe Wow, we literally had a white picket fence. We did. We literally <laughs> did. The garden. It was great. <laughs> so it took a while. I I mean, I resisted it a lot, even as we were, like, prayer walking our current building. I was like, Lord, if this is really something you want for us, like, you're going to make it happen. I'm not going to be happy about it, but <laughs> you'll make it happen. Mm. Um, and it worked out well, and I still was just like, I don't know. Ended up working at Pizza Factory, which is literally like two, three doors down from Heritage. And was like, yeah, I don't think I can do coffee being, you know, working for my parents. That's just, I don't know. I don't think I can do it. Ridiculous. <laughs> and I actually ended up serving somebody a cup of coffee one day at Pizza Factory. Don't ask me why. I don't know why we have a coffee station there. But I fell in love with it. I was just like, how not how, but something so simple was incredibly authentic, and it opened the door to a relationship I never would have had with that person, and I was like, oh, and I got it, like, in that Mm -hmm. moment, and it took that moment away from everything to be like, okay, I'm in, so I quit, and now I'm here. Thank you, Pizza Factory. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sarah, did you have any thoughts in the transition? I know you and I talked a lot, and... I've shared a lot of my perspective on this series, so I was curious if you had some fill-in-the-blank areas in that transition time. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was all in because, I mean, that's my, I'm your cheerleader, Stu, more than most other things that I, most other hats that I wear, I'm, I'm Stu's cheerleader. Um, so I was just like, yes, this is what he wants to do, this is what we're doing, this is, the Lord's in this, like, it's going to be great. Um, I didn't really have the like looking back, I, I miss our homeschool years. Those were really beautiful. I don't know why I'm like thinking of the um, these happy golden years. One of Laura Ingalls Wilder's books of like mm-hmm. it felt like that season of our life for like these happy golden yeah. years. Which is funny because the years that we're living now, like there's such richness and depth to what's happened and like relationally what's happened in our family since being on this missionary journey together. Um, but there's still something just really beautiful and nostalgic about those yeah the rhythm that Natalie described of our day and just sitting on the couch with one girl on each side of me reading books for hours on end and having fun conversations about the books that we're reading and again just like really predictable and smooth but at the same time it was kind of unexciting probably yeah yeah well I am gonna say as a cheerleader you are way more I mean first of all 
Sarah has a supernatural gift of encouragement and basically rallying everybody around something that she believes in. She's just an amazing influencer and just a problem solver. And so I think all along the way, we would run into situations where, you know, Sarah and I would have long discussions into the night of how, how are we going to do this thing? How are we going to do this thing called heritage? And how are we going to invite people into a new expression of church? How are we going to engage this community in Chasta Lake? And I feel like we've had tons of those conversations. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so yes, a cheerleader. And yes, like uh, a brilliant mind to, to partner with. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> oh, so I have another question. This is the sticky part of the family. Yeah, look yeah. at <laughs> right. Hey, you guys want to answer the question why we use the term fam jam? Because, you know, it is a little cheesy. I'll, I'll take this one for the team. So <laughs> we're, it's 2018, evacuation. Um, we were being evacuated, but we're on vacation. Um, long story. Anyways, we're in Yellowstone National Park at the Grand Prismatic Spring. It's this beautiful, massive, steaming hole that's like colorful and stuff. Um, Beautiful and stinky. It's like it's it's just (laughs) never. I'm uh, the story is (laughs) there. We're we're trying to get pictures at all the really cool spots that we're going to at these national parks, like family selfies. Dad's a a pro selfie taker at this point, Um, but this. Guy was like, hey, can I get a picture of your guys' like, can I take a picture for you guys? You don't have to like take a selfie. And, oh, oh, wait, no, shoot, no, I need help. He was like, get your fam jam. And we're like, fam jam, what the heck? This is the funniest guy we've ever met. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we laughed about it for a while, and then we decided it was fun, and we adopted it. So here we are, the fam jam, which is kind of tongue-in-cheek, making fun of, that cheesy term. So, question <laughs> to you, Fam Jam, is this. <laughs> yeah, trying to write the ship here. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Good luck. <laughs> what surprised you? Mm-hmm. I think the transition was one question. What was that experience like? But, you know, as we made a transition and we got um, a couple of years under our belt being in Shasta Lake, we moved to the city of Shasta Lake. Mm-hmm. So this became our home. This became the people that we worked with. What surprised you that maybe you didn't think I was going to like this or I was going to experience this this thing, but now it's it's a surprise and a benefit? I probably have lots of things that surprise me. The first one that's popping to mind is how hard it is. Um, I remember the first, I don't know, few months that we were open and I was opening the shop and Brett was closing the shop and Stu was working the mid-shift and we were open five days a week and we were opening at 6 a.m. at that time, which was, I think, maybe it was to 7 a.m. Anyhow, I was waking up way too early in the morning um, and going from homeschool, stay-at-home mom with a pretty, like, rhythmic day to getting up early and not having any clue how to, like, once I got off work to get home and still make dinner and do all those things that I was used to doing as part of my rhythm. Um, I just, yeah, I remember coming into work one day and early and parking the car and thinking, Lord, if you were not in this, I would quit. Um, It was just so, it was so hard. I was physically exhausted and especially, maybe I shared this in the last podcast, I don't know, like we'd stay up 
late-ish doing ministry stuff, and then I was getting up pretty early to open the coffee house, and again, like, trying to figure out how to work and be mom still, and that was, that was a surprising thing, because like I said, I'm a cheerleader, so I'm like, yes, this is going to be great, I'm all in, um, and so then for it to be hard was a surprise. Yeah. Kind of gone off of what mom was saying, my like something that I wasn't really expecting was like is the same thing, like how hard it was going to be. But in all of that, my experience was this is hard, and I was trying to like continue living in a normal like uh, middle schooler to junior higher to high schooler existence, but I was like realizing like this is such a unique dynamic for us as a family. Like I have to – like, I had to buy in, like, I had to choose into that in order for me to maintain, like, relationship and not that it would have been possible had I not chosen in. I just, I saw so much of the benefit of, like, oh, if I, like, if I buy into this, like, and, like push through the hard and, like, get over the relational bumps of working for your parents, your parents being your pastors and your parents being your teachers, like, it's, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Just that. It's just so, it's just so integrated. And so I'm like, I'm already like, I'm already really integrated. I just like, just take the plunge, go all the way in, be fully integrated with the family and just to like own that because you can't go in thinking, oh, I'm going to continue to be in like, I'm going to live like every other person because you're not living like every other person. Like Mm -hmm. you, it is so unique and it's so different than cultural norms Mm -hmm. you have to acknowledge that and then like I don't know it it makes it easier I guess yeah yeah I get what you're saying Haley like I think for me it's the same thing like once I realized like oh I can't keep homeschooling at the level that I was and like I'm not going to get that time sitting on the couch reading books to girls and I'm you know the every meal made from scratch and you know like all the Aww. intense cooking and the perfectly clean house and just like but kind of giving those things up and recognizing like oh we have this beautiful opportunity to work together and do ministry together and yeah it was, I mean I think there were tons and tons of bumps along the, mm-hmm. the way but but seeing the like yeah again like you're saying Haley like working through the challenges of that I think has been really beautiful on the other side like I feel like there's a lot of depth of relationship that we have because we press through Mm -hmm. um those hard bits together and I think that's like the unique part about doing local ministry and the part where I feel like I forget that we are in ministry like Mm. because we're in our own backyard because we went from Reading to Shasta Lake which is like 10 minutes (laughs) from each other (laughs) it's not that different it's and especially like being like, having done ministry trips in junior high and high school and, like, knowing the formula of you fundraise, you get on a bus, you go help people who can't help themselves for a week, you do the crazy night of worship where everybody gets saved and maybe you see some miracles and then you come home and you're burnt out because it was good, but it was a lot. Like, I have to remind myself that heritage is a ministry still sometimes Mm -hmm. of, like, because it's become our new normal of this is ministry, but this is my life, I forget that this isn't something, like this isn't how normal people live. We live 10 minutes from where I grew up, 
but how I live my life is so different from how my friends live their lives, even though we're maybe next door neighbors. And so it's, I think that's what surprised me the most is like, it's that continual reminder of, yeah, that still isn't normal. That still isn't normal. Yeah. Again, for your parents to be your pastors, your teachers, your parents, your bosses, your goodness, what else are you? Spiritual mentors. <laughs> There's everything that we you We let them out want. of the house, too. Yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> and we still live at home, so it's just like... <laughs> we, it's not as awkward as it sounds. We don't. We don't get a break from each other, but it's not like that's a bad thing. If anything, like last year, we went through inner healing together as a family, and that was so hard and so good like I would do that again in a heartbeat like we mm. spent so many mornings crying on the floor together going through wow, all sorts of stuff <laughs> and it was just like man what other families do this like yeah. how did we get to this point of we're okay with you seeing all my ish like here it is mm-hmm. and you still yeah. love me yeah. yeah yeah Natalie I'm curious you're like describing the experience the ministry experience like when you've done the Mexicali trips like what is your ministry experience like in heritage I know you, you know you had to say you had to remind yourself that it's ministry but I think because it's so relational and it's supposed to be authentic and it's supposed to be like we do the life on life one-on-one relationships and it's easy to say but I think in practice I forget because it's become my normal to get to know everyone that I interact with and so that's the difference, is it's not coming into a ministry trip where you, you're you there temporarily, and so you kind of like distance yourself from who you're doing ministry to or with. Um, I think that can happen a bit more, whereas here, like, I see the people that I serve coffee to around town. Like, mm-hmm. the ministry goes beyond when I'm on shift or not. Like me clocking in and out doesn't determine whether I'm on or off. Yeah. Hmm. That, oh, go ahead, kiddo. Um, this is just, like, this is just what I love about it. This is what I love about Heritage and, like, and how we do ministry because it is life. It's mm-hmm. just living. It's just living with the mindset of, like, I'm here to be Jesus to the people around me and do that relationally. Like, it doesn't, you don't, you don't have to have like a crazy integrated like heritage community in order to do this. And like and that's what I love about it. It's like it is just living in the place of listening to the Lord, being like yielded to what he's saying to you and just like reaching the people around you, talking to your neighbors like it's not complicated. It's just like it's just the little things. And it's yeah. so huge. Like yeah. it's so impactful, but it's like it's silly how easy it is you're like oh it's just that my friends i can minister to my friends that's so cool (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah so i think this is really cool because what what i'm hearing like what you guys are describing is we've said no to certain things we said no to the white picket fence we said no to the regular rhythms that come with a steady job and we've said yes to this crazy thing, this missional lifestyle. And I like Haley, how you were saying, you know, you, you had a choice. You, you could either choose out of it and you knew that we still had a relationship if you chose out of it, or you could choose into it. And you, what you said was really, I don't know, as a dad, it feels good. It's like <laughs> I chose in and I love it, you know, and Natalie, you, you know, 
you you needed to kick the tires a little bit longer and that's totally fine and i think sarah and i really wanted you girls to choose it we didn't want it to be forced we didn't want it to be you know the the classic hey since this is what we what mom and i do this is what you do and um i just again we'll give credit to the lord on that yeah. and just how that played out and and the, and the fact that we have had opportunities to minister to each other because we said yes to this radical weird um, integrated lifestyle where we all wear lots of hats and the compartments that we like to kind of live a tidy life with we don't have those compartments we yeah and so because we don't have those compartments i think the win the yes to that means that we have those opportunities relationally to to do the inner healing together, to, to, to maybe not have barriers that were there um, if we chose our, I guess, first version of life. Yeah. You guys mm-hmm. agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So as a family, we've done things differently. And I was just curious if in the process of the several years, I think we've been doing this for, what, 10-plus years now. <laughs> but in, the, in this time... Natalie and Haley, do you girls feel like there are some things that you would, that were just valuable that you wanna you wanna carry over into your future? Are there things that just felt like, wow, this is this is something maybe you wouldn't have discovered if we if we stuck it out in the the normal pattern of things, but now that life is different, you would you would carry that with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think. Like, the longer I've been here, the more I've recognized how much value people carry. Not to say that I didn't recognize that before, but just to... Try again. You just said people carry value. Yeah. that what do you mean by people carry value what do you that's a that was a discovery not necessarily value um it's like you you've discovered the value of people more through this that yeah okay so i've discovered the value of people more through heritage and even the fact that like because ministry doesn't stop with being on or off at work but it's my day-to-day um, like even the way that we've done church, like doing more of the house church model, um, I, I don't want to say I'm less scared of people. That sounds kind of, <laughs> that sounds a little intense, but definitely like I am a lot more, I, I value what other people have to give more, I think is what I'm going after. I really value like what other people bring to the table more than I probably would have if we had stayed within traditional church, not to say that that's bad but I think I've recognized like everyone has something to give even if they're not a Christian even if they're not a ministry even if they're not like within leadership it's like the random like person that you give a coffee on a Tuesday at 8 30 in the morning and they just have this amazingly profound thought that you're like wow that was the Lord mm-hmm. like that's I think something I'm going to carry as a value for the rest of my life like I just I love getting to listen to people and what they have to say 
and yeah, like coming up with more unique questions aside from how's your day going? Oh, it's going good. Like that conversation gets old. <laughs> like I do that for a living at this point. And it's like, okay, what other questions can we ask people? <laughs> like I've started going, okay, like what are you doing for fun? Are you having fun today? And it really gets yeah. people thinking about like, oh, am I doing anything fun today? And they get, some people get a little concerned and other people like <laughs> will remember and they're like, oh my gosh, there's this thing. And they get so excited. And it's really fun to help people remember that they have fun things to do, but that there's more than just the mundane rhythm of life. And I think that's, again, something that Heritage has really given me is like, you can live outside of the box even when you're within the box. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's good. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Something that I'm definitely taking away from, like, my, like, just working at Heritage, living in Heritage, um, haha, <laughs> is uh, honestly just the ministry part. Like, this is a recent revelation I came to of just how simple it is to do ministry. Because growing up with Heritage, I was like, okay, so growing up, like, the Lord, he's going to want me to do Heritage and start a Heritage, you know, and, like, go after the ministry and I'll have to, like, live off support and, like, do all these things. And I'm like, but I really, really don't want to do that. Like, it's hard work. Yeah. It's hard. And I'm like, if that is not something the Lord has for me, like, I really, like, I, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to do that out of the, like, wow, I really just want to you know, not that it's not good. It's just, you should, it's not something you should do without anointing. But you don't need the formal, the formal training. You don't exactly. Need, yeah. And that's, and that's what I love about what we've been, that, like what, that's what I've taken away from heritage though. Like I, cause initially I was like, this is what I have to do in order to do ministry is to start heritage. But I've realized that yeah. it's as simple as the relationship with my friends, the relationship with the people that I am in proximity to, mm -hmm. listening to what the Lord has for me, praying over them, and just like, and just being, being Jesus to the people immediately around me, and that is ministry. Yeah, it doesn't have to be starting a coffee shop business's ministry. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's really the what you're describing, Haley. That's what we hope to empower everybody with, like everybody that we work with, everybody that we do life with, just to empower people to be Jesus where they're at, to listen to what the Lord is saying, to, to obey what he's inviting each of us into, making new friends or diving deeper into relationship, like taking a risk when our when we have friends who are far from Jesus, like asking them like, Hey, you know, would you want to do a discovery Bible study with me and not making it weird, but keeping it just like, I can, I can go to like a normal job that gets normal paychecks mm -hmm. and has a normal eight to five rhythm mm -hmm. and do these other things. Um, like I can still do these other things, like still do ministry, even in the, the white picket fence lifestyle. It doesn't have to be the fully integrated you are, your parents are, you know, wear every hat in your life um, <laughs> type of thing for it to count, but it's, it's really to make it more accessible to, to everyone. Mm. Yeah. All right, so I have a question for all of us. Since we, can we all agree that we individually chosen to this family on mission stuff? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so if that's true, any regrets? 
Mm. <laughs> no. Regrets, that's such a big word for music. It is a big word. No, because I think, like, what we gave up, I would have, I wouldn't have liked it. You know, like, do you know what I mean? That like, yeah, well, you're ruined we're... now. Yeah. <laughs> as nice as the rhythm is, I would have been bored out of my mind. Mm. And I think that's true for I think all of us. We're all yeah. very driven, adventure-oriented people. Mm. We have bought houses that needed remodels our entire time as a family. <laughs> we don't do the easy things. We climb mountains for <laughs> Sorry, fun. Yeah. We go backpacking to rewind. We're a little bit crazy. I think that if we had stayed within that normal, like, dad stayed in architecture, we would have been burnt out on rhythm pretty quick. So absolutely not. I don't think that I have any regrets. Man, strong no on Natalie. From Viva la Resistance. (laughs) (laughs) No way. She would get a tattoo that said no regrets. No regrets. (laughs) Well, anybody else want to share? I can, I can ditto that. Like, honestly, like there, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change anything. Like not, not only was this just the most cool family bonding experience, like we're the most unique family I know. Like it is wild how tight we all are. It is just, I don't know. It's, it's really, really cool. And I just, the older I get, it's something I cherish more and more, just how close our family is. And so that's that's a relationship, that's a dynamic that I have no regrets on that I would not want to change. And that's not saying that our family wouldn't be awesome had we not done Heritage, had that not been something that we, like, did. But just the opportunity it gave for us to be super vulnerable together, to just, like, choosing the hard things together. Mm-hmm. Um has just made us just the most awesome family in the world. Wow. We are wow. Haley Awesome's family. So they, <laughs> Yes, Haley Awesome's family. And we're really good at being humble. Yeah. Abs- <laughs> the most humble. <laughs> the humblest oh, of them all. Man. The humblest of them all. We're still in trouble a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, no regrets. I think there are times when I reflect back again on those homeschooling years of like, I miss those long afternoons reading on the couch. I miss the, you know, we finished all the reading we had to do for the day, but it's like one more chapter, mom. I'm like, okay, let's do these things and then we'll read one more chapter. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, making dinner while listening to Adventures in Odyssey. I miss those things, but also they were appropriate for that season in, yeah. of our life. Yep. And I think like you girls have shared, the depth that we have experienced together relationally. I think because we've done ministry together, because I became not just your mom and your teacher, but also your boss and your pastor, um, that that forced us into, well, we we chose into um, like a a deeper relationship when those, when that dynamic changed. Um, And I think it's just been, I'm, I feel like the luckiest mom alive. Um, just, yeah, it's been really good. And if I can point out, point out like a theme as to why this works for us is the fact that we all individually chosen. Yeah. Had we not all individually chosen, I don't think we would be, like I don't think we'd be looking at our relationship this way. Like 
it, it was because of our equal buy-in for our, I mean, probably all came to it in our own way, but that's, yeah. yeah. Mm, that's good. So as we wrap up this conversation with the fam jam, I will, oh, Haley's pointing at me. Do I have regrets? Yep. I didn't answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot. Um, <laughs> no, I don't have regrets. Um, was it, oh, is this hard? Yes. yes. Um, is this sometimes frustrating because I could just be collecting a steady paycheck and clock out at the end of the day? day. Totally. That would be ideal on some days, but I think I kind of, I'm the, I'm going to say the same thing you girls are saying. And it's like, I'm kind of ruined. I'm ruined in the sense that I know that there's more. Mm -hmm. I know that my life doesn't need to be compartmentalized, that I don't need to separate out what discipleship and ministry look like. Um, to live out my call means I get to live it out fully without um, any compromises. And I get to do it with you guys. Mm -hmm. Like, I, you know, it's, it's amazing. And that's, I think, why I'm so excited to invite other people into it. That's why, you know, as, as leaders of Heritage, I've of a disciple making movement. Um, it's just, we want, we want this for everyone. Mm -hmm. And so because this is for everyone, yeah. you know, it looks different for each of us and we all get to get to pursue the Lord and hear what he has to say. And then we get to respond. You know, that's why we say, what's the Lord saying to you and what are you going to do about it? So I wanted to ask the Sutherland family one last question. And is, as we, as we, move on from here like any any words of wisdom to people who are kind of dipping their toe in this concept of a new expression of church and in being in a simple church small church disciple making movement like what what advice would you give i would say to not overcomplicate it it's just it's just the beautiful, simple, like, ministry you're looking at, the early Acts church. Like, it's just simply, like, Jesus and community and Bible. I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. it's not it, – it, 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 you don't need all the supplements of a big service. You don't need all the supplements of all the cool programs that we have. Like, if you look at Jesus and what he did with his ministry, if you look at, again, at the early Acts church, like, it was – it was simply just community and pursuing relationship with the Lord and doing that like with people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so I think it can be really easy to be like, Oh, we need to do all the things we need to have all the programs and have all the like exciting things to just like have the most epic ministry ever. Not saying that programs are bad, but it's like to start to get going. It's just simply to, to be, to be with the Lord and just to, be surrounded with good people and have good conversations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice. Keep it simple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think for me, it's, well, this verse has been in the last like week, but the Matthew 11, 28 through 30, just talking about um, how the Lord's um, burden is easy. No, that's not how that goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Burden is easy and yoke is light. Mm -hmm. yep. Is that how that yep. goes? Yep. Thanks guys. Um, gosh, it really checks out when you've got <laughs> pastors as parents. Uh -huh. They are, they just know. Um, but 
in the the message version it says learning the unforced rhythms of grace and i think that really applies to um to ministry like it again it doesn't have to be complicated it's learning those unforced rhythms of grace of i don't know if you guys have talked about up in and out on this podcast um but up being your personal relationship with the lord um you choosing into that rhythm and relationship on your own um, in being choosing in a relationship within community. So that's where maybe the worship happens and where your mentorships happen and where you invite other people into your story and your life and then out being the ministry portion of I'm seeing a need and I'm meeting it. But it's not out of I have to, it's out of I get to and because I hear the Lord saying this thing to me and because I know that he's going to equip me to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it sounds easy and oftentimes the easiest things are the hardest things to do. And we can say over and over and over (laughs) again and we can all attest to it. But yeah, seriously, it's the unforced rhythms of grace. Mm, That's good. I think just um, remembering the Lord is faithful. I know that's kind of silly um and maybe that's everything we're saying is is the simple things it's like the simple things that aren't necessarily easy um they can almost sound trite because they're commonly said um but i think that's something that the lord is constantly showing me and reminding me of of his faithfulness um and you know it can be in a time of like how are we going to pay these bills and what am i going to do and that's usually where i get stuck because that's one of my places that it gets stuck um and and every time like every time for the last 10 years whether it's heritage bills or home bills or whatever the lord has been there um and and been faithful in taking care of it and when when and people left and I didn't know why and I was sad like the Lord was there and met me in that place and he's been faithful and and brought more people around and um it just feels like every not just feels like I can when I reflect on our journey in ministry I can just see the the faithfulness of the Lord at every turn um and so for me whenever I get feeling like overwhelmed um just remember how he's already been faithful um, and it really helps me refocus and go, okay, Lord, if you know, you've been faithful thus far and this isn't mine anyhow, this is yours. And so I'm trusting you to be faithful to what you called me to because I'm not doing my work, I'm doing your work. Hmm. Yeah, it's good. Keep it simple, unforced rhythms, the Lord is faithful, and I'm going to say, follow Jesus. Yeah. That's a good first step. Yeah, well, it's... <laughs> and last. It's the, and last yeah, all yeah. the steps. I just, you know, my life verse is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He'll direct your paths. I think just as we pursue Jesus and... We get to do that with supportive friends. We get to do it. We get to be a family on mission. And it doesn't mean that we force everyone who's in the family to participate, but we get we get to be in a posture of inviting. Mm-hmm. And so as we follow Jesus, Jesus invites us, and then we choose him. And that's, that's the same way that we get to disciple other people. As we follow Jesus, that same model is what we invite other people to, into. And uh, for me, that's just, that's, while it's simple, 
it's it's really that. I mean, if I ever write a book, the title is Follow Jesus because, you know, at the end of the day, what else is there? And it sounds like Haley's got one more thing. I just have a final thought um, for just like everybody listening and being like, how does your family do this? Um, all four of our I, friends. I, yeah. <laughs> Did you just say all four of our friends? Yes, all four. Aw. <laughs> it's, I said earlier, it's like, it's, we all chose in, but it's also that we, like, it's starting out of a place of we genuinely love and care about each other. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think going, going in a little bit deeper instead of just being like, oh yeah, we, we all chose into the ministry of heritage. Yes. But it, it the, like, even if we hadn't chosen into the ministry of heritage, had somebody chosen out or both me and Natalie chose out or something like that, it would not change how much we love or care about each other and that's something that comes like I really think it's part of the beauty of like following the Lord is just having that extra measure of grace and love for your people Mm -hmm. um and yeah I just I just wanted to mention like to just say that as like encouragement for like it doesn't have to like the fact that our family looks like this is amazing and beautiful and super unique. And that's, I don't think always going to be the case for families doing this sort of ministry. And so like, because every person is so different and so dynamic, like it's, yeah, if you want to continue to just maintain good relationship, it just is like loving your people where they're at. Yeah. Cause like I didn't, I, yes, I chosen really in the beginning but then in the middle, I kind of had a little bit of a time where I didn't really, like, I wasn't really choosing it. And then I, like, came back and chose it again. So it's, like, it's not, it hasn't been, like, a very straight, like, started Ministry of Heritage, bought into Ministry of Heritage, have continued to be in the Ministry of Heritage. It's been a lot more of a roller coaster. Like, it's it's growing up. It's being a person. It's dynamic. Mm-hmm. And I'm on the other side of it because my family loves me and supports me. Yeah. This makes me think, too, like, that's how, as much as we have that love for each other, um, like, you girls know we're going to love you wherever you're at for the rest of your life, no matter what Mm -hmm. you choose into or out of, that's never going to change how much we love you, Um, which we can have that because that's how the Lord loves us, Mm -hmm. and I think that's the invitation to a maybe a lesser degree, but our friends who aren't following Jesus, like, that's how we are, make friends not and not projects. Like, we make friends with people that we genuinely care about and love, and whether or not they're following Jesus or wherever they're at, like, in that journey isn't going to determine our, you know, our care for them or if we're going to be their friend or not. Like, we're going to be who we are with all of the people um, that the Lord brings into our life and across our path and, like, just, just like we can love each other where we're at because we know how to do that. We've practiced that with each other. Like we can love other people where they're at, even if it is a little bit messy or a lot of it messy. Hmm. Well, it's been so good to have everyone in the same room and we just want to thank you for that. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. I was going to say something. Um, no, (laughs) As you can tell, you might be thinking to yourself, Stu, you are surrounded by strong, powerful women. Yes, he is. And you are absolutely Aha. right. And you might be asking, how do you do it? <laughs> well, there's your answer. So, <laughs> sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. 
Oh, man. Thanks again for listening. And it's been just a blast to have um, just to just to share our hearts. And we're going to be sharing next season and hopefully in the seasons to follow just stories, stories from people in our community who are ordinary, just like us, Mm -hmm. just like you. And ordinary people who say yes to what Jesus is inviting them into. And those are the stories we're going to share. And we're excited. So stay tuned for that. And we will talk to you next time. Thanks for joining in today. And I hope you enjoyed the conversation. Please be sure to subscribe and leave a comment if you enjoyed this episode. You can check out our ministry at heritagecoffeehouse.org. And remember, we all play a vital role in God's plan for redemption. So what's the Father saying to you? And what are you going to do about it?